Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the summer intern here at KLRC. If you're like me, sometimes you don't catch things as they're happening on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. Here's some highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Isaac from Middays, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Let's start with our positive difference story. Okay, Mark, this story is mind-blowing to me. There's this guy. His name is James Harrison. And when he was 18, he learned that his blood contained an antibody that could treat this specific disease. It's called like rhesus or rhesus. It's it's R-H-E-S-U-S. I need to look up the pronunciation, but... Anyway, his blood can treat this disease. antibodies for it. Yes, and it's a rare blood disease that's found in infants. Hmm. And so from that day forward, when he was 18, he started donating blood every week. Wow. Every week. Every single week? For the next, get this, 60 years. What? 6-0. 50 plus times a year for 60 years. Yes. And he donated over 1,100 times. And by the time he was done, how about this? This is going to get you too. He saved more than 2.4 million lives. Okay, that's amazing. Unbelievable. All these babies that got the help they needed. Because mm-hmm. one guy said, every week I'm going to go do this. And every week? Serve. Dedicated his life for 60 years every week donating blood. Yeah, kind of blew my mind a little bit. That's wild. Anyway. I, and you know, those first couple times, I'm sure... Maybe even all the way to the end. Never could have imagined, hey, I'm going to literally be able to help millions of people. Oh, like, oh, yeah. It's incredible. You just no idea. It's You're incredible. just like, hey, I want to go help one. I want to go help two and just see what God does with it. Yeah. I just thought that was phenomenal. Just his faithfulness in that. And and it, it just made talk about a positive difference. I mean, 2.4 million lives. Incredible. Yeah. There are two things which I think are incredible about this story. First off, this man's commitment and personal discipline and willingness to serve others by donating blood so often, that is incredible. That takes so much heart and discipline to be that consistent, to be that committed, never once thinking, okay, now I've done enough. No, to keep going back. Wow. And then the next thing, which I think is incredible, is how God was able to use that one individual to impact millions. I hope this encourages all of us that when we show up for God, have a willing heart, he can do amazing things. Speaking of people making a difference in our lives, here's Mark and Christy chatting with Chaplain Justin. Chaplain mm-hmm. Justin is here. Woo-hoo. And before that, we get to do a little chaplain chat. Yeah, I, I love it when you come in, Chaplain Justin, because I love the way you love the Lord and you're super wise and you're one of those people that inspires my faith, to be perfectly honest. And yesterday we had a great conversation, Mark and I did, just around the breakfast table, just talking about people around us that have walked through hard stuff mm-hmm. and that have inspired our personal faith and with you you inspire me but i was just curious if someone has ever inspired you you walk through storms with a lot of people because Mm -hmm. of the nature of what you do Mm -hmm. and so i was just curious your thoughts on that have you come across something or someone or situation that's really inspired you yeah i think um when we talked about you know last time just redemptive suffering Mm -hmm. i think in a lot of ways being the key to life Mm -hmm. taking up a cross and following jesus and Mm -hmm. in that 
Uh, there's a theme in scripture, uh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Mm. Steadfast love compels me and mm. inspires me. And it is not typically um, the big names, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it is, it is people, you know, there's a guy named Otis. He was in his eighties when I knew him, he would tear up just praying and he would say, I'm so grateful that he hears and answers prayer. Mm. There's just such a love for God through all the seasons mm. that is really inspiring to me. And the masses will not know his name. Yeah. There will not be books written about him. There's another guy named Joe. He does the same thing, but in loving people. He sees such value in people that he will tear up telling someone's story mm. and uh, just with expressions of care. And so I would like to be like them among many others who are faithful with litter, little, sorry, um, faithful to express that steadfast love that Jesus does. And I believe that Jesus is going to reward them greatly one yeah. day. Wow. That's so good. And I think there, there's something to a lot of times we get enamored with the headlines and the, you know, the stories that make it all over the internet or book covers. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but there is something beautiful to know that, man, one day, um, we're going to be able to stand shoulder to shoulder with people who just quietly, faithfully in a steadfast way, just walked it out and persevered that that's the that's the showstopper faith. Yeah, just stuff. loved loving God and loving others. I think they're going to be the famous ones mm-hmm. in heaven that we'll be grateful to celebrate. I think this is why it's so important to surround ourselves with brothers and sisters in faith, to continue encouraging one another, showing one another God's love and strength of faith to help motivate us and remind us of God's goodness. There have been people in my life where when I look at their faith and everything they've been through and talk with them about it, it just emboldens and strengthens me even more. I can only hope that I do the same for others when I share my story with them. And when we surround ourselves with individuals to encourage us, we also need people who can be honest with us. Here's Christy on honesty and cheese dip. You seem a little extra, got a little extra pep in your step today. I do? Yeah. Got a little extra energy You know, I had a a really good dinner last night. Is that Um, what it was? Yeah. Well, I mean, I had cheese dip. Uh, I mean, okay. Maybe that has. I, that totally explains it now. But, but I have not had cheese dip in like a month. Yeah, you've been trying to be like super. Yeah, so it was a big deal. Healthy. And uh, and the the friend I met with, just a really good friend, have not hung out with her in a long time. Um, it's it's well, I say long, it, probably like three weeks. She was on vacation, and I've been super busy. And she's one of my very closest friends. And uh, I just, it was just such a sweet reminder of how awesome it is and how important it is to just at least have a couple of people in your life you can be completely honest and Mm. totally real with yeah and and you're accepted and loved anyway yeah you know and this is yeah and she's one of those people Mm. and i i just thought wow honesty and cheese dip together man this is heaven perfect combination yeah it was really a sweet night Just like cheese dip, I thought you might enjoy hearing just a little bit of the Wednesday game. 
is time for the final round of the Wednesday game. All tied up. You both have correctly identified. We're getting to know each other way too well. <laughs> each other. This is <laughs> getting hard to do. Yeah. Yes. All right. So here's the thing. The three worst condition scenarios, by the way, chosen this week by Chaplain Justin. Thank mm-hmm. you. You're welcome. These are. I uh, guess I'm happy to do it. It's my pleasure. I don't know what to say. I think the, these are a little tamer than last yeah. week. Not mm-hmm. quite as intense You're welcome. as last week. Yeah. But still, still not uh, the easiest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So the three scenarios are clean the exterior windows of a skyscraper. Always have an offensive smell. Mm. That was Christie's worst case scenario. Or forced to give mouth to mouth to a baboon. Mm. That was Isaac's worst case scenario. Not good. Okay, we're all tied up. My turn to choose my worst case scenario. You guys can score a point by correctly identifying the worst case scenario. Okay. Okay. So uh, we probably need to write it down and then Correct. we'll show Justin At the same time. I think, I think we maybe after we write down, we kind of defend our yeah. reasoning for it before yes. Mark reveals. Because yep. I we'll have a pretty solid logic behind mine. I okay. Get that out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everybody's got your uh, locked in answers? Hold I on. think I've got it. I lost my notepad here. Hang on. Okay. Chaplain Justin. All right. Okay, we have two different answers. Oh boy! Oh, so this is it. So this is the this is the this deal breaker is right here. This is the tiebreaker. Dun dun dun! Unless they're both wrong, I guess. Right? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. okay. Um, let's go, ladies first. Okay. Christy. Well, again, the skyscraper, Mark, you're adventurous. I could see you doing the skyscraper thing, especially if you have a harness, right? And you're not just free hanging there on the side of the building. Yeah, harnesses always work. By yeah. The way. <laughs> I, I think yeah. So never issues. <laughs> so that leaves us with the baboon, you know, mouth to mouth to the baboon, or being offensively smelly mm. always. Always. And the introvert in you, I think there's something appealing about that. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. you're like, oh great. This means I don't have to go to social big big events. Yeah. I can just hang at my house, you know, and if you find that one person that accepts your offensive smell, you're good. Yeah. So okay. I'm I'm gonna say that, no, that implies that Mark's <laughs> current family would yeah. leave him. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I'm not sure I like how this is headed. Yeah, this is not a good... It's like one of your kids. Like. <laughs> yeah. So what that leaves us with is the baboon. I just don't think, just kind of like Isaac, if someone, if a baboon falls to the ground and needs mouth to mouth, I think you will run further, furthest away than anybody else. Mm. Like, you're just not interested in anything about that. Not that any of us are, but that's just my thoughts. And, okay. and I, I highly doubt... You've had any mouth-to-mouth encounters with anyone that even resembles a baboon. <laughs> okay. Sometimes right. you just have to let him go, you know? It's yeah, just, just time. let him yeah. go. Just count it as God's um, providence. So that's, that's my answer. Yeah. So baboon okay. is your answer. All right, Isaac, what is your answer? I think Mark would rise to the occasion to save an animal. Oh, um, wow. See, heroic. I, I totally disagree with that. The stinky question left my <laughs> options because Mark enjoys stuffed olives. Oh, so he's, he's already, already there. Already. Wow. So, that is the nastiest smelly. food I've ever seen. Yeah. A little like dose he, of self-awareness for Mark. excitedly <laughs> shown me garlic stuffed olives before, and I, I just remember being like, 
How do I not get fired and not say anything? I have noticed that you always stay 10 feet away from Mark, yeah. so this is explaining a this lot for me. It's not a constant, but the stuffed olive thing really left an impression okay. on me. Mm. Um, I think Mark would not clean the windows of a skyscraper. I do not see you doing that. Is that a laziness issue or a heights issue? That's a heights thing. Okay. I think that, because I'm just trying to imagine, I just don't see you volunteering for that. I don't think you could get paid enough to do that. I don't see it happening. Mm. Okay. All right, Mark. All right. Reveal your answer. My worst case scenario. So, first of all, always have an offensive smell. Like, that was like seventh grade for me. <laughs> That's right. Been, been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I done. still had friends. It, yeah. wasn't, it was fine. It was an opportunity yeah. like, to grow. if you've grow. been in a locker room with seventh grade boys, you sure, know. Like sure, sure. And there, there are a lot of men in their 40s that still smell. Normal. So you could just hang out with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, full disclosure. <laughs> okay. Being forced to give mouth-to-mouth to a baboon sounds horrendous mm. to me. Yeah. Not great. I would love to see that, but, but anyway. Yes. The headline yes. Oh, of no. Man yes. Saves right? Baboon by Giving Mouth to Mouth sounds yeah. so overwhelmingly awesome to yeah. me. You like that. That I think yeah. I could get over. It would go viral. The You would want to be the guy who saved the baboon mouth to mouth. You're, <laughs> You're telling gonna me. You're going to be like a viral sensation. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's huge. That's that a would good be your moment. America New insight. Yeah. For me. I, I am like the positive different story of the day at that point. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Barbara Walters. Would you be the one to say it? Because this is, there's layers to this. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Oh That's my possibly goodness. so. So while it does sound terrifying and horrible, the upside yes. of having saved one of God's great creations. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm blown away sounds right now. amazing to me. Being outside a skyscraper. Terrifying and pointless. <laughs> no way. Wow. Whatsoever. Man, you, would, yeah. you would choose Baboon over that. Unbelievable. A lot me. of windows. It's Big true. job. Right. Lots to do. Yeah. yeah. And it's way up high. Did you know they build skyscrapers to have sway? So they don't yes, snap. The, and so, so the, the whole time works. it would be moving a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh my oh, goodness, yeah. I didn't know that. See, so no, all facts. of a sudden Baboon's sounding better, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac. I'm a little concerned about all the comments you've made about the baboon. Like, there's some heightened interest there that I was not aware of. And it's really changed some things in my mind. I'm trying to process this right now. It's the most selfishly heroic thing I've ever heard. Yeah, thank you. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And congratulations, Isaac. Thank you very much. Is it just me, or did Mark's answer surprise you? It definitely surprised me. I do want to point out something that we all probably know and are very aware of, but our motivation for making a positive difference shouldn't be to get on a headline. (laughs) Up next is Isaac from Middays. Heroes come in all shapes and sizes. It's Isaac. Thanks so much for listening with me today. I love this story. This was posted on the internet and has exploded, and rightfully so, I think. This story goes, two weeks ago, my 90-year-old mother, Catherine Ritchie, was preparing herself for bed around 9 p.m. After brushing her teeth and hair, she turned around and found her bed completely engulfed in flames. She made an attempt to extinguish the flames by herself, but the smoke and heat were so overwhelming that she immediately got disoriented. Across the street and outside, four boys saw the smoke and reflections of flames. Not an adult in sight, four kids 
who took immediate action to save an elderly woman who they couldn't even guarantee was in the home. One of them called 911, one went to the back door and began kicking it in, and one started breaking the glass on the front door, while one went to the neighbors for an axe for help. Within minutes, a door was kicked in by a 14-year-old child who found my mother in the hallway outside of her bedroom and picked her up in his arms. Kids who are told all the time that they aren't old enough to do things saved the life of one of the most precious and beloved women we know. Courageous young men. Young men who risked their own lives, their own safety, and perhaps their good standing with their parents, who might have chosen them to do otherwise. They carried my mother out of her burning home into the street where fire trucks and ambulances would soon arrive. Dylan Wick, a 16-year-old. Nick Bird, 14 years old. Seth Bird, 16 years old. And Wyatt Hall, 17 years old. Thank you for your selfless act of heroism and courage. Sincerely, Michael Ritchie, Karen Ritchie Sontag, and 42 very grateful grandchildren. 42 grandkids. They saved a grandmother of 42 grandkids. So shout out to Dylan, Nick, Seth, and Wyatt for being heroes in their community. They are awesome. This is a weird one. A Mississippi man said his pet cat helped prevent a robbery at his home, and he credits the calico with possibly saving his life. Ironically named Bandit is a 20-pound cat that lives with his retired owner, Fred, in the Tupelo suburb of Belden. He said when at least two people tried to break into their shared home last week, the cat did everything it could to alert Everett of the danger. He said the attempted robbery occurred between sometime between 2.30 and 3 a.m. He said that Bandit was meowing in the kitchen, then raced into the bedroom, jumped onto the bed, and began pulling the comforter off of him and clawing at his arms. He said by the time he got up and saw them, they were trying to get through the back door. They ran when they saw Everett. And oh my gosh, that is wild. Can you imagine your cat alerting you to burglars coming in at 3 a.m.? I think that my cats, I love them to death, but I think they would show the bandits where I keep my money. I'm almost positive. They would just like immediately do a heel turn and help them rob me they would open the doors everywhere they would show them where all my good stuff is kept <laughs> so bandit truly a one of a kind it must be nice to have a cat that um actually likes you that's nice first of all an amazing story isaac shared about the boys rescuing the grandmother i feel like i've been hearing a lot of stories lately about people saving others from burning buildings so no more fires inside the house please Secondly, Isaac, I'm a bit concerned about your cats, if they're that willing to give you up. Like, don't your cats realize if the burglars take your money, then that means you don't have money for their cat treats? I guess I shouldn't be looking for logic from a cat. My cat would probably hide, hoping I would protect him. Like a scared cat, I think a lot of us feel perhaps on edge, perhaps overwhelmed, perhaps life feels really hard right now. Kara and Anson explore that during the drive home. Anson, this morning, my husband and I were having a conversation before work about how life in general just feels overwhelming right now, just for like everyone. We were like, everyone everywhere all the time <laughs> is overwhelmed right now. Is that, that does it feel that way to you? I think so, yeah. yeah. There's just so much going on in our world, especially over the last couple of years. Yeah. It just feels like it's all kind of built up and there's this pressure that's built up. Yes. And like everybody's on the verge of kind of exploding. <laughs> that's what it feels like. I was reading today something from Marion Vischer who also felt that in a particularly crazy season in her life. And she said, I love this, honesty. I have zero life hacks to give you. No best life mantras. I only know that when life is at a fever pitch, 
I can be still, if only for a few moments, and anchor myself in what is most true, and that is that the tender heart of the Son of God is shining on me. This is an unflappable affection. She says, the love of Jesus for me and within me provides strength to do small tasks with great love, to collapse into his sustaining grace and get back up. And in those moments when I cannot, in fact, get back up, I remember that his affection for me has not wavered in the least. Yeah, life is so overwhelming. And maybe, maybe we'll see some sort of normal after all of this has passed with the economy, the pandemic and everything. But you know, maybe life won't calm down. Maybe it's always going to be hard. And that's one of my fears. So I really appreciate what Kara shared because she's right. We need Jesus to help us get through these hard days. And maybe that's part of why we go through hard seasons, to be seasoned into deeper dependence on him, to deepen our faith. That's what I try to remind myself as I walk through the difficulties of life right now, reminding myself that I need to trust God more and find my peace and my joy in him. And that can be hard to do, but God does give us some simple pleasures in life, which make it fun, like mac and cheese. Here's Anson with a story about a big pot of mac and cheese. One category of world records that I find kind of interesting is the let's cook a giant portion of some (laughs) random food more than anybody has ever made before. Right. And recently an Idaho-based food company did this. They broke a Guinness World Record by cooking up a vat of macaroni and cheese that weighed in at 4,742 pounds. What? Yeah, almost 5,000 pounds of macaroni and cheese. And according to the official rules, they actually had to like mix all the ingredients together separately. Uh Uh-huh. It all had to be in this like giant vat Ugh. and it had to be, you know, clean enough that they could serve the food to people afterwards. Wow. Also interesting, according to reports, it would still not be enough mac and cheese to feed my kids for lunch. <laughs> no matter how much I make, they always want more. Awesome. I have the opposite problem of Anson's children when it comes to mac and cheese. I will make the whole box of mac and cheese thinking it's just the right amount for one normal adult portion wise. And it's not. (laughs) Actually, one box is supposed to be for two to three people. So when I try to finish the whole box of mac and cheese, I end up with a big tummy ache. But gosh, mac and cheese is so good. Favorite comfort food when I need an eatable version of a hug. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.